Hello, everyone. This is Ricky, and you're listening to River City Church Talks, where we will take a deeper dive into the happenings, the coming ups, and the yets to be. Join me as we sit down with our pastors, ministers, and leaders and talk River City. Today, I'm joined by RJ Strouch, a member of our teaching team, and Pastor Nick Fox, Associate Pastor of River City Church Ministries, Incorporated. Hey, Ricky. How's it going? Going good, going good, fellas. How are y'all today? Doing well? Doing well, absolutely, yeah. Happy to be here. RJ, you just finished uh, preaching last Sunday on the fruit of the Spirit, and your fruit was gentleness. Yes, gentleness, yeah. How did you feel about getting gentleness? I, f- I felt good. I, I, I enjoyed that. My, uh, when I was talking to my parents about this, uh, the topic I was going to be preaching on, my mom said, oh, well, that's, that's perfect for you. Your, your uh, preschool teacher used to call you the gentle giant. So I was a taller kid, so that yeah, mm. it fit, fit well. The gentle the giant. gentle giant. So I could see uh, it. I could see it, yeah. yeah. Hey, make a note of that. <laughs> Here going forward, it's not RJ anymore. We just giant. introduce him as the gentle giant. So it's no go. longer the beardless strouch, it's now the gentle giant. Yeah, there you go. That sounds great. <laughs> and for uh, those of you that don't understand, uh, RJ used to have this glorious beard and then he shaved it off. I don't know if I'd off. say glorious, but you know. I have a beard and it paled <sighs> in comparison. So it was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome, pretty That's epic. Right. So, RJ, I have a question for you, and we have started most of our podcasts with this. Um, it's a pretty deep question. What do the words badly broken, deeply loved mean to you in your own words? Badly broken, deeply loved, um, you know, means that no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I've been through, um, no matter what I've done, that there is always a God just waiting to show how much he loves me. Um, that, you know, I think a big, big part of, of the Christian walk is realizing that you don't have to fix yourself up before you're going to be accepted, um, you know, in, in God's house. Right. And so, um, that, that, that really hits home when you, when you think, Hey, it, it doesn't matter how, how broken I'm walking into this. Um, God's just so happy for me and open and waiting there with open arms. So, yeah. yeah, I like that a lot. It's, you know, and I like the way that you said it because it's so counter to the way that the rest of the world operates. Right. Well, and it's, and I think it's a little bit counter to just human nature in general. Right. I think uh, a lot of times to um, enter into anything that is, of, of importance or anything that, that is of stature that we feel like we have to be cleaned up and, and kind of this perfect version yeah. of ourselves. Um, and, and with Christianity, that's just not the way it is, right? It's um, come as you are and, and, and be open to what God has for you. Yeah, that's, that's, it's awesome to hear all the different um, aspects of what that means to everyone, but everyone kind of fits into that same, you know, it's because we're all broken and Jesus loves us all regardless of what it is that we're broken with and what it is that we come broken with. RJ, you said something yesterday that kind of stuck with me. Um, and it, it kind of mirrors things that other people in this series have said, but it's all about um, being connected with the spirit is what brings the fruit of the spirit. 
and your gentleness. And we can't have gentleness without being, you know, connected to that spirit. What does that mean? Unpack that a little bit more. Well, you know, it really hit me when I was, you know, doing some research and, and preparing for, for the, the teaching. Um, kind of like I said, you know, I think a lot of times we get caught up in um, trying to be more kind ourselves or trying to be more faithful ourselves. And really it's right there in in the book, uh, you know, that Paul wrote. It says it's, these are the fruits of the spirit. They're not they're not. It's not about us. And so when we kind of remove ourselves from that and really think, okay, if I'm going to be able to produce gentleness, if I'm going to be able to produce um, kindness, any of these fruits, right, um, I have to rely on the Spirit and realize that um, that that's coming from the Spirit. It's not really coming from me. And so um, that's just, you know, it was really a big realization of myself um, and um, preparing for that. But when I read that, I was like, okay, wait a minute, this, wow, this isn't really about me. It's nothing I can do on my own to be gentler or to be kinder, um, or to be more faithful. I really have to stay rooted and connected, uh, in, into the spirit. And I think Jason even, you know, kicked it off that first week, really hitting on that a lot. Um, so I, I just kind of try to ride those coattails a little bit. Yeah. It kind of partners with the the idea of badly broken, right? It's, it's the fact that you can't possibly ever do that on your own and you don't have to earn it. <clears throat> I think that's a big one for me that I hear with everyone each week is it's not something that you, you earn, right? It's not something that it's not like working out and getting bigger muscles. It's not like running and, and being able to run faster. It's just, it's there, right? If we can access it and we access it by, being in step with the spirit and walking in that way. So that's really good. Yeah, absolutely. Something else that you said um, kind of um, stuck with me as well. It says to be gentle, you have to be strong. Yeah, that, that uh, you know, I think, again, just counteractive, right? And, and a lot of times when I, when I prepare for these, when, I'm, when I get the opportunity to, to preach, um, a lot of times I'm talking to myself, you know? Yeah. Um, and so a, a lot of this was, you know, I, I'm, like I said, I'm not one, I'm not a big confrontation person or, you know, that kind of thing. But really when you dig into what gentleness really means, it's not about total meekness and shying away from things. It, it is about showing that inner strength through how the spirit would guide you to do that. So, um, you know, that's, that's a little bit of, of where I was going with that, that, Hey, it's not about ignoring, you know, the elephant in the room, so to say, or ignoring conflict or um, always just taking the easy way out. It's about showing strength with, with, with a gentle touch, you know, and not, not shying away from that. It's that preautus. Yes, preautus. <laughs> I don't think I got it right, but. Uh, like Good news is most people, I mean, I don't know if you said it right. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't know ancient Latin, so yeah. I just, I just trust you. Exactly. You can. You can YouTube it just like <laughs> I did. So. The preautus, a humble and gentle attitude which expresses itself as patient submissiveness to offense, free from malice and desire of revenge. It's that strength and gentleness, which is a lot of us struggle with because you, you have to be strong, you know, you have to be firm, but you still have to be kind. Exactly. And gentle and all of those things that the fruit, Right. Well, and, and, and the biggest part of that when I was digging through some, some of the definitions is that, you know, bringing that 
calmness, no matter what the emotional state of, of other people in the room are. You know, I think that is, is a lot of times a, a gentle person just has that natural effect of kind of taking it down a notch for everyone in the room. Um, no matter if it's a great joyous time or a sad time or whatever it is, but, but, you know, being that even keel, right. Um, to, to kind of ground everyone. And the good thing is that Jesus tells us, you know, he, in Matthew, when he's talking about the yoke, you know, you brought that up in your message yesterday too, you know, give me your burdens and the gentleness and right. I will give you rest for your soul. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And listening to you on Sunday, the thing that I kept coming back to as you were speaking about gentleness and, and the way you were explaining it was this idea of, you know, speaking the truth in love. We always, we always kind of hear that in Christian circles. Right. And that was, as you were explaining gentleness, that was kind of the thing that I kept seeing was it's not avoiding the truth. It's not avoiding the conflict, but it's, it's entering into that in love. Right. Which is the ultimate gentleness. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Which, you know, is what what Jesus calls us to strive to do, you know, every day and in all of our interactions. Right. And I think that that even gets to that, that later part of being in tune and, and thinking about inviting the spirit into everyday life, you know, mm-hmm. and not just those big times. I love the three stories that you um, kind of brought into your mini teachings of John as well. Um, the lady of that caught in adultery, doubting, doubting Thomas, and then um, Peter. This message out of all of them really kind of sit home with me because of, you know, I do, I do a lot of this and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> Jesus, thank you for still loving me because you know, Sometimes I throw those stones when I'm not supposed to throw those stones. And sometimes I'm like, nope, don't believe what you're, you're saying, even <laughs> though, you know, it's clearly in front of me. And, you know, sometimes I do run from God and, and he always says, you know, you, do you love me? Of course I love you. Then go do this. And I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the other people? Have you seen yeah. the other <laughs> people? And he's like, Hey, look in the mirror. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the thing that, you know, you read these stories over and over and you, you know, you read them and then someone teaches on it in a different light. You know, like the lady that was caught in adultery. They only brought her. Right. It -hmm. takes two. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You know, and the other thing that, that always makes me wonder too is what was Jesus writing in the stand? (laughs) Yeah. No, that, that definitely is going to be one of my first questions. Um, uh, and, and like I said, in research that I, I did, find that you know the greek word they described that doodling was was to write against so you do think it was maybe a little more than just some casual doodling but i mean how how cool is jesus when confronted with that situation and even goes on to say like they kept badgering him and they kept questioning him and he just is cool as a cucumber just yeah i picture it too he's like well jerome you did this and this and (laughs) this and mark you did this and this and this so yeah. Who should throw stones first? Yeah, exactly. And then again, the doubting Thomas, which really played into um, Greg's message of about um, faith. Sure. You know, about taking that step when you don't see see it in front of you. Right. And that's the thing, you know, Thomas needed to see. And, and a lot of us need to see things happen before we're like, okay, we believe that. And that just, you know, the, the gentleness of Jesus going, here I am, Thomas, touch my hands. Right. Touch my side. Yeah. Now we believe. Now we move on. Exactly. Exactly. And, 
you know, it's obviously reading into it a little bit, but the punctuation meant a lot to me too. You know, that it wasn't an, an exclamation point when he said, you know, believe it was, it was just a period. It was just, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, you can uh, almost see him as like a kindergarten teacher in that moment. Right. He's right. like, all right, Thomas, here we are. Yeah. Go ahead. Do your thing. All right. Now right. believe. Have yeah. a good yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then Peter, of course, you know, ran away, said, Nope, don't know the man. Don't know the man. And then he's like, I'm just going to go be a fisherman again. Yeah. And that parallel of how he found Peter first. And then again, here you are doing what you were doing, but now I'm here again. And that, you know, just making Peter feel love. Right. You know, feel that, that agape love. Right. Well, then it's, a you know, a lot of times gentleness is about meeting the other person where they are. Right. And I think that is exactly what Jesus did, you know, physically and emotionally met him back out fishing and, and bringing him back to the ministry he was called to do. Um, but then also through kind of meeting him at his level of language at right. the time, um, you know, that, that filio versus agape bringing him back into the fold, so to speak. Um, in, in the gentle way that only Jesus can. So, and that's just, you know, it's the way God works. You know, he finds you where you are. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't expect him to find you where you are. Right. But then he does find you. And it's always that gentleness. It's that kindness. You know, it's like, I still love you. Let's go back to what I called you to do. Exactly. I gave you the time to figure it out. But right. now it's time to, you know, continue in what, what you're supposed to do. Um, RJ, you gave us um, three things to do uh, yesterday at the end of your spirit, at your end of your message, and I have um, started to do the first one, which is invite the spirit into the Monday. Because I, ha- you know, I read my Bible, I use the apps, I you know listen to my worship songs and whatnot, but I'm on my phone twenty four seven because that's just what we do. Sure. And every time I pick up my phone, you challenge us just to bring the spirit into it, just you know to ask the spirit to to connect with our lives and whatnot. And that was really, really cool. Um, where did that come from? What it really just, you know, myself, I, I, I don't do it as often as I should, but I would find myself, you know, okay. You know, when, I, when I was a principal and I knew there was going to be a meeting that was a little, maybe could, could go, go one of two ways, you know, <laughs> um, I would just, all right, spirit, just speak through me. And, and I would find nine times out of 10, um, things went a lot better than I anticipated. And so I started just in little mundane things, doing that a little more. And it's amazing when you really think and you stop and you really invite the spirit, just, Hey, be here right now, be a part of this silly little things. Um, it's, it's amazing how things will, will go a little bit, you know, more your way sometimes. So, um, and, and that's, that's kind of where that part has come from so and it's just staying connected to the spirit right because that's the 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 root of it all right you're connected to the spirit you're going to get closer to god you're going to walk in in the spirit and the fruit right that comes is just going to be all encompassing and all amazing yeah and sometimes you know it sometimes it it it's obviously god's way right you know right um yeah stopped the other day and was taking a little lesson out of Rebecca's. There was a a homeless man on the side of the road and thought, all right, I'm grabbing this guy some food, went over to a gas station. And by the time I got back, he was gone. It was like, okay, well, Lord, you had bigger plans for him. And that's awesome. You know, so maybe he had found a different, different road, but, uh, but it reminded you. Right. Exactly. So, 
I think the last point that you put up on the screen was the gentle person is a sober-minded and clear-thinking person. The continuously calm person is the one who reminds others that God is in control. Right. That was that Max Lucado Lucado, uh, quote that, yeah, that, that always reminding, and it all comes back, whether any of these fruits, right, that, that God is in control. Um, and, and gentleness, I think, plays a big role in that, that re- remembering no matter what the emotional state is of yourself or of the room or, or anything, um, hey, God, God's got this. God is in control. So, Audrey, what is one thing you hope to do before God says come home? Hmm. I, I would say, um, you know, it's... I, Legacy is a big word, um, but I would like to leave some sort of legacy, whether that's for the immediate of my children, that they saw through me, through the way I lived and, and my actions and the, and the way I treated others, um, saw God and, and saw, saw Jesus, right? That I, that I you know, showed those attributes of, of love, kindness, peace, all of those things. So I would hope to leave somewhat of that that legacy for them to then build others up and have that light shine through them so um, I know that's a little bit obscure but that would be you know I would I would want to you know have them have learned that lesson of um, you know treating others with kindness treating others with gentleness responding to situations appropriately the way God and the spirit would have us Um, you know obviously no one's perfect but to, to do that more often than not that that would be kind of leaving that legacy for them to, to follow and then hopefully in turn their kids and, and so on and so on. So that's an awesome generational kind of legacy to leave. You have four kids. Yes. Three, four kids. three boys and a, and a girl, three boys and a girl. And absolutely. How long have you and Amy been married? It will be 20 years, August 30th. So oh, we wow. celebrate our nice. 20th anniversary, August 30th. That's congratulations. Where did you meet your lovely bride? Uh, at Texas Lutheran University, we both attended there. So she grew up in Seguin. Um, I uh, grew up in kind of Bulverde, kind of North San Antonio area. Um, landed at TLU and and met. I guess probably our second second year there. Um, we met and then we're we're together ever since. So fantastic. What is one thing that makes you feel inspired? Um. One thing that makes me feel inspired is um, probably, you know, seeing people around me um, when when they're, you know, and I hate to harp on the, the fruits of the spirit type of thing, but, you know, when, when others are treating others well, that's inspiring. You know, whether it's a quick news story you watch or um, even just seeing kindness out in the world, because I think we're, we're bombarded so much with the other side of things of how things don't go right. And, and when you, when you see that flip side and realize, wow, people, people really do care for each other and people really do want what's best. Um, that's inspiring to me to, to go out and try and spread some of that joy and kindness to others. So, um, it, it, you know, can be found in the everyday, right? Um, but that's that's inspiring to me seeing seeing that work through others without really looking for it I guess right and you just had a, a career change you I were, did yeah you were a principal <clears throat> yeah so I was in education for yeah twenty one years I was a principal the last bit um, and now I've jumped into a totally different arena into into sales so so that's a big jump of faith it is it is um, you know the the administrative life just it, it, 
you know, I thought it was, it was kind of what we talked about earlier, right? Mm-hmm. I was thinking, okay, this, this is for me. And God really said, no, it, it, it really isn't for you. And, and it just didn't really click with my personality. And so I just wrote out a little not mantra, but a little message to myself at the, at the front of my Bible. It's like, okay, this time next year, I'm, I'm going to have something else. And I listed a few things and, um, sure enough, here we are. So that's awesome. It's still an, I'm still in education though. I feel like it, I'm educating people on oh, a product now yeah. instead of, you know, so, um, but it's, it's been good so far and God knows what he's doing and, you know, just trust, trust the control. process. Yeah. yeah. Trust the process. This is for both of y'all. If y'all could live with an uncivilized tribe for a week <laughs> to learn their ways, would you? What? A week. Would I? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to make me name one. I'm I was like, going to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ricky, I don't even have my National Geographic anymore. I don't. <sighs> yeah. I. Yeah. I, I think I would. I'd do a week. Sure. All right. <laughs> I'm going to find y'all a tribe. I thought it was going to be way harder than that. But yeah. No, I think I, think I would. I just. I, I love people. Right. I love differences. Um, I love learning cultures and traditions. And <clears throat> I'm not sure how much of that you learn in a week. But yeah. Um, just to be able, you know, I think that we, especially as Americans, we always want everything to come to us. Yeah. Right. And even that, that education, like I could easily look up a tribe and learn all about them, but it'd be really cool to kind of enter into their space immerse yourself and, into. and really just absorb all of it. Well, I'll say a week, as long as there's no like painful rituals involved, <laughs> I, I don't know. Just I'll go with that. Body so. piercing. Yeah. Body piercing yeah. Nothing. Bloodletting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you have a ship and you were the captain, what would you call your ship? Oh, man. Um, the Gentle Giant. Oh, there you go. The SS <laughs> The Gentle SS Gentle Giant. giant. And like he's going to go on a three-hour tour. I like it. But come back. But That's come good. back, yeah. In 150 <laughs> nice. years, RJ, someone finds a book about your life. What would the title be? And what would the blurb inside say about you? Oh, all right. Um, the title would be um, Growth. Because I think that's important to your, we're never done learning and growing, right? Um, and the blurb, uh, and it's hard to talk about yourself. Um, RJ lived a lot, loved his family, loved God, tried to follow his ways the best he could. Here's his story. That was the quickest mm-hmm. book title and yeah. blurb out of any of our podcasts. I'm a simple person. You are. So. You're, you are. <laughs> well, I think it, it ties back to your idea of legacy, right? Mm-hmm. If if that's the thing that you leave behind, that's probably what your blurb would be about, is, is yeah. who you were, how you lived it. I like that. I try to, off topic, on topic, either way, I, I think I'm more of a trying to live by example, not by words. I don't know if that makes sense. So. sense. It makes total sense. So your birthday's tomorrow, RJ. Fast forward to November. Fast forward to November. All right. You're having a themed birthday party. <laughs> What's the theme? The theme? Um, ooh, 90s. Ni- yes. Just 90s everything. 90s music, grunge, you know, everybody's in flannel. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So oh, like a, it'll, be a, it'll be a 90s, like, grunge party. There you go. Totally coming. Yeah. You, totally come on. Happy. Both of y'all. All right, tell me something that you think is true that almost nobody agrees with you on. Oh man, like Pepsi over Coke. Oh, okay, that kind of stuff. 
that kind of stuff. Yeah, oh, Chick-fil-A um, is the best chicken sandwich. Yes, Nick, I know. It's not true. It's Are not you going to ask me this question, too? No. Do I get to answer this one? Sure. <laughs> All right. I have, I've been enthralled. Some, and, and Amy's going to really kill me for this one. <laughs> Um, so I've been enthralled since I was a boy, uh, with Sasquatch. And so, okay. I, I just have this inkling. I, I just want it to be true. I don't, I don't really think it is, but I still have this little glimmer of hope. Are you like, are you a that, hunter? Like, no, do you oh, go no. Looking? no, no, no. I'm just enthralled. So I know. That's awesome. Yeah. I love learning new things. Yeah. Yeah. I've always, that's just, yeah. When I was a kid in the library and stuff, that was always. So just Sasquatch always, or the Yeti as well? Aren't they the same thing? Are they? <laughs> I, I guess I said I was the self-proclaimed expert, but no. Um, I don't know. We'll just go with Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Yeah. All yeah. right. So we're not going into the Andes. <laughs> no. That's fantastic. No. I, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's my, my glimmer of hope. Maybe maybe so. I'm going to ask Amy the next time I see her. So Sasquatch, huh? Yeah. <laughs> she got me for Father's Day. She got me... Um, some new cornhole boards that have Sasquatch on them. So beautiful. They're pretty sweet. Yeah. Y'all have to come play. If you could have a dinner party with any three people, living or dead, and Jesus is already in the room. Gotcha. Who would they be? Um I'd have to go with I'm gonna go with a biblical character. Um and I'd say Paul. Um I think his story is astounding. Um and I would love to hear more about that and talk to him more to go from literally killing Christians to one of the biggest proponents of Christian Christianity. Um, I, that's just an insane story. So I'd love to hear more about that. Um, from my sports world, I'd have to say, um, I'd have to say Charles Barkley. I, I love his just doesn't really care what people think attitude. And I think he'd be just a lot of fun to have there and, and hear, more about his life. Um, you know, honestly, if you had Paul and Charles Barkley in the room, you wouldn't have to really say anything. Yeah, that would Could be you imagine them? Just yeah, that would be head great. to head. That'd be that'd be an interesting that conversation. Would be an interesting that would conversation. be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, third, I pick a. I think a family member. Um, I would say my grand grandfather, grandpa on my mom's side, so my mom's dad. He passed away when I was in fourth grade so I didn't really I didn't really know him you know right. I, yeah as a fourth grader you think you know your grandpa but um but I, I really didn't know him so I'd love to um just hear more about his story and legacy right and um uh, you know I think he I believe he was even in World War Two. you know just I, I, I think he'd have some experience experiences and just to get get to know him a little bit more so so paul charles barkley your grandfather and you and jesus just sitting at the table that's good it'd be quite the crowd it would be quite the crowd what are you serving oh well it's got to be barbecue some brisket some ribs we we laughed when i think we did rebecca's podcast because ricky's asked this question a few times Uh uh-huh and the guys are always like it's quick right it's like pizza barbecue fast and rebecca like most loving mother. She's like, how many people are going to be there? Are neighbors coming? How many am I feeding? And it's just funny. Cause the guys are so like, yeah. Pizza. Is it multiple courses? <laughs> yeah. I, you know. Oh yeah. That's Rebecca though. That's all right. Yeah. So Texas barbecue or. Oh like, yeah. Was okay. there any other? Well, no, but I, you know, Sorry. I was hoping that you would say yes. And then we can have that yeah. discussion oh, yeah. as well. No, no brisket, some ribs, sweet sauce or vinegary sauce. 
Probably a little bit of both. I depend, you know, if it's ribs, a little sweeter sauce. Yeah. If it's the brisket, well, I mean, if it's a good brisket, maybe no sauce. Right. But, um, yeah, a little vinegar sauce for the brisket. So, do you barbecue? Quite often, yes. What's your best dish? Um, I I've, I've got brisket down okay. All right. Um, that, that's that's a lot of times my go-to. Um, uh, a pork loin. I'll do. Uh, I like a good pork loin. That's kind of a different one, but it's super easy. Yeah. But do you pre-marinate? Do you? Uh, brine? but the pork loin I brine. Yeah, the brisket that uh, is nice dry rub. dry rub. Yeah, and I'm not one. I don't get into the make my own rubs and sauces and such. Um, I just I like to try different stuff. Yeah. So yeah, but I've yeah I've got a few grills. That, again, Amy would say there's maybe too many on the patio, but that's all right. So another obsession. Yeah. <laughs> Sasquatch. Mean Sasquatch. Yeah. Out there grilling. It's a great time. Charles Barkley and Paul. Charles, Charles Barkley. Barkley and Paul. <laughs> Paul. Is your bed made right now? Yes. You make it or does Amy make it? Usually I do. I think she did this morning. Um, usually I do. Um, and it's, I'll be honest, it's not a consistent thing a few times, but, um, more, more often than not. Um, and, and usually it's me if she's in the room, you know, she'll help and, or vice versa. One of us will get it started and then the other one will finish. What's one thing that people are surprised to find out about you? <laughs> besides the Sasquatch. Besides Sasquatch. Yeah. Besides, besides the, the Sasquatch. Um, well, I, I have kind of a physical anomaly that a lot of people, in, unless I'm swimming, you don't know about, but I have what's called a pectus excavatum. So I've got uh, like a giant dent in my chest. So um, that's kind of a surprising, different physical thing. But other than that, I don't, yeah, pretty, again, open book, right? What is your biggest fear, RJ? Oh, wow. Um, biggest fear. I would say, um, you know, it kind of goes back to that legacy thing, right? Maybe, you know, not, um, not, not setting my kids up for success. And I don't mean that, you know, financially or anything like that. I just mean not setting them up to, um, be successful people and be able to, uh, you know, navigate this world that we live in, um, uh, whether that's their interactions daily with people and being able to treat people with respect and dignity and kindness and, and all of those things. I really, really hope that I'm, that I'm showing through again, my actions. And, um, you know, I've always said, you know, I, I used to have a saying when I was coaching that your, your actions speak so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. Um, and so, you know, we can say whatever we want, but unless we're showing that through the way you actually treat people it doesn't really mean a lot and so my biggest fear would be that I'm not doing enough of that with my own kids and my you know the, again the inner circle right the people around me um to where it actually affects their life and then in turn affects the lives of others around them so what do you do when you want to get out of your own head uh music I, I love music um uh, I love to love to work out play basketball um, I don't do it as often as I should, but, um, you know, I, I go in the driveway and kick, play a little one-on-one -on -one with Cade. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that kind of stuff kind of gets He's me. He's almost as tall yeah. as you, so, yeah. Well, he <laughs> wishes he was, but. Uh. <laughs> so who wins that one-on-one? -on -one? I, I usually can still get him, but yeah, I, I will. Closer. It's been a month or so, about a month ago. Yeah. He, um, he, he, I was trying, trying hard and, and he got me and yeah, I came in the house and. And he's like, what's wrong? I said, man, he, 
actually beat me. Like, you know, it was kind of one of the first times. So yeah, it was a, but you told it was him, a monumental moment. But of course, I was you like, well, I played left-handed the whole time, yeah. son. And, yeah, of know, course. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, you're good I had to close my kid. eyes closed the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fine yeah. if you want to beat yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. So you navigated uh, 2020 as an administrator. Mm, yes. How was that for you? Um, Just didn't feel right, you know, which, right. I, I mean, that's a cop-out answer, right? But, um, you know, working from home um, and and having all these Zoom classes. And at that time, I was an assistant principal. And so my, obviously, day-to-day duties were kind of minimal as far as what I was really, how I could affect people, right? Because, again, that's what we've talked about that. And I think that's a, a big part of my life is, is impacting and influencing others through the, through my actions and the way I, I treat people. Um, and it was just so hard to do that. Um, you know, the little talks I'd have with students in my office and things like that to try and build them up or change behaviors or whatever it was, that was all gone. And right. so, um, so that was, that was very difficult. And then obviously when we did reopen schools, um, you know, just everyone wondering what that was going to look like. Health and safety obviously was came first, and um, but but even just kind of weaning all of the students off of that total reliance on the computer and everything else um, that was that yeah, was a struggle. But you know, and you know, shout out to to Navarro ISD where I was working, and and I know this is everywhere. I think everyone comes together as a team to make things happen. Right. Um, and it was great to see that. And I think that that taught that perseverance that, I mean, what an amazing thing for all schools to go through. And every, you, you didn't hear of a district that just threw up their hands and said, ah, well, we, we can't figure this out. And I don't know what we're going to do. Every story you hear was people coming together, showing that perseverance. So, you know, it was a great, great lesson in that for all of us. So, how was it at home with four kids and you know it it wasn't it wasn't that bad I'll be honest um three of them three of the four you know our older boys were very self-sufficient as far as the schooling stuff went mm-hmm. um you know and then Carlin our our youngest um again the district did a great job I think of the timing and everything and um, we would help her a little bit but it really wasn't it really wasn't um too horrendous and you know, we're blessed with a big backyard and such. And so they had lots of opportunity to do, do their thing. Yeah, exactly. A lot of recess outside. Um, but it, um, no, it, it, as everyone I think would, would state in this time, as far as, you know, looking at silver linings, right. Right. Um, I think as a family, we got closer together, right. It, it forced that hand of, of closeness with, with, the ones that you're with. And so, you know, we even turned that into, you know, okay, well now every month we're going to have at least one f- total family thing where all six of us are going to do something and kind of let the kids pick different things. But has that kept um, going? It has. Yeah, it has. And, and I think that was born from that. Right. right. Um, because you know, the ki- our kids are getting older and they're getting to where they're going their different ways with friends and it's, it's harder and harder to find that time. But, that was one thing we learned, I think, through 2020 to, okay, we're going to make sure we, you know, put it on the calendar and set right. time to, to be together. Is so. Cade driving yet? Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Fun. Yeah. Never a dull moment, <laughs> for sure. It's fun to see these kids grow up, though. 
Oh, absolutely. And, you know, see the growth that they've had and, you know, the interactions they have with their peers and, you know, seeing them live out the legacies that, you know, y'all as parents are leaving. So that's that's always cool to, for me to see. RJ, the next couple are going to be some rapid fire. Ooh, rapid fire. So don't think too much about them. Oh, okay. If you could be an any... Over, oh, sorry. I'm an overthinker, so that's hard for me. I know. It's been hard for everybody. <laughs> All right. If you could be any color in a crayon box, what color would you be and why? Navy blue, because it's, it, it's a powerful color to me. All right. We'll expound on that later. <laughs> uh, if you woke up with 2,000 unread emails and you could only answer 300 of them, who would you answer first? Um... I mean, if any of them were for my family, I'd I'd prioritize those, and then. Um, but we don't really email, so probably wouldn't be that. Um, uh, <laughs> Two thousand text messages. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, then I think you know, obviously, work stuff. I'd I'd prioritize uh, top top down as far as things from my boss and down from there. All right. If you could only have one song play every time you walked into a room, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my favorites for the hey, rest of your life. life for the rest of my life hey we talked about my 90s party right yeah um, now this is tough because i'm a big taylor swift fan there's another thing people might be surprised my dented chest and taylor swift um <laughs> so uh but this would be pearl jams okay given to fly it's not one of their more common songs but check that one out it's a good one what part of elementary school do you wish you could incorporate into your adult life? Book fairs. Nice. I love, huh. which I mean, you're like, we'll go to the library, Strauss. <laughs> <laughs> you, I loved book fairs. You'll find it similar. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I love, I used to love a book fair, right? Yeah. Like, and it was almost like a smell to the books from coming from Scholastic yeah, or wherever they was. came from. And it, it was just, it was glorious. You yeah. with a book and a pencil and a bookmark. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. A little, little good one. Little nostalgia going. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. What was your first concert? Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. I was a senior in high school, I believe. My are you a parent s- head? I not currently, but I was back then for some. My, so my sister was real into Jimmy Buffett. She okay. was in. She went to Texas State at the time, um, and she was living up there with with a friend. And he came to Austin at South Park Meadows, which is now, I think, a shopping center. Um, and, yeah, we, it was at the time, I, you know, I was trying to be like Big Sis, so I'd listen to a lot of Jimmy Buffett. And I still enjoy him. It's yeah. just not on the current playlist probably. But, um, but, yeah, South Park Meadows, Jimmy Buffett. Nice. What has been your favorite age so far? And I'm talking about your age, not the age of the world. <laughs> I'm not talking eras, um, the Jurassic age. Is that? Man, I, that's tough. I, I feel like, uh, I mean, right now is a great age. I feel, you know, again, blessed and things are going well. I, Amy and I always play a game of, you know, um, how do you, how do you feel like right now? And I, I always, I always come up with 27. I don't know why. Um, but I, I, so maybe 27 was a great age for me as well. I think we, we narrowed it down. It was like when we had our first kid. So I don't All know right. that it must be something I need, need to unpack that maybe. <laughs> what is your a favorite lazy dinner? Oh, favorite lazy dinner. Um, and we actually just had it yesterday. I guess we were in lazy mood. Um, hamburger help for the kids. And then we get, um, 
little the salmon burgers. H-E-B does little salmon burgers put in the oven. So, How often do you floss? Not often enough. I actually did a couple days ago because I had something stuck. and but, but, yeah, unfortunately, that's about the extent of my flossing. What's your favorite thing to do in summer? Pool. Anything in the pool. What is an item that is worth spending money on? I'm a gadget person, so I like new gadgets, technology stuff, um, you know, a new speaker around the house or something like that. So, If you could afford any car, what car would you drive? <laughs> um, I would probably go with uh, the, the new Broncos, like the full-size ones, like, you know, jacked up and mm-hmm. top off and all of that stuff. So, yeah. What is your hidden talent besides searching for Sasquatch? <laughs> besides uh, Sasquatch Hunter, um, maybe maybe the barbecuing. I don't know if you know. I don't know if I'd call it a talent, but I enjoy no, it. It's so. a talent. I, uh, I'm going to need you to. prove I was going to say but yeah, gonna, yeah, but I was going to say yeah. we're going to have to have it. some proof. Yeah. Favorite board game? Oh, I loathe all board games. <laughs> 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 um, but if I had to pick one. Oh, favorite card game. Uno. Uno. Okay. What's your favorite? I played with kids. I'd play with kids. Yeah. It's a good calming effect. I get stressed with Uno. Oh, I'm not really? Gonna lie. Oh, okay. Because then you, I have all these reverse cards and that's oh, like it. True. Or you have all yeah. these like draw 50 cards and I'm yeah. like. There's one we plan. I really wish I could think. Of, it, it, it's kind of fun. I don't know if it'd be a board game, but you, you draw and then you pass it over and somebody else draws and then you pass it around. Oh, yeah. Um, and so by the end of it, you have to kind of guess what everyone was drawing. I know what you're, I know yeah, the game, so, but I don't know what it's called. But I know anyway. this is supposed to be rapid fire, but I, I have to know why you despise board games so much. <laughs> I don't know. I, something about, um, I'm, I, I like to be moving and I think something about just. I, I'm asking because I do too. Yeah, so okay. I was just wondering. I mean, what that, your now you know, was. and again, like I'll sit there and watch a movie for two hours, but but yeah, I, I, I'm just not. I, let's all be honest. We played Monopoly. It lasted too long. People got maybe hurt. so. Or, yeah, know, maybe so. Maybe there was a someone had an indent of a house in their f- forehead. You know, now I was wondering because I knew that you had played sports too, and mine, and I think Jason's the same way too. It's it's that competitiveness. Right. I can't calmly play board game because i want to win yeah and so i just choose to not yeah and and a lot of times i'll just check out i don't know sometimes they go too slow for me and so i'm like all right i'm I'm not sure what's going on here but what is your favorite thing to do on a rainy day uh netflix watch a movie yeah something like that how do you answer the phone hello (laughs) is it me you're looking for is it me you're looking for um yeah, no, uh, hello, or, or here lately, I guess, with a new, a little bit, this is RJ, or, you know, just, it's an office calling or something. Hello. Is that, is that the wrong, is, y'all, hello, y'all are looking at me like that's the wrong answer. No, it's not. Oh, no, okay. No, 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 it's no, not, no, wrong. not wrong. I just, <laughs> not wrong at all. I think, like, back to when phones didn't have, like, caller ID and things like yeah. that. And I, I just think it's funny when people answer with their name, because I'm like, I know that's who I called. Yeah. I, I have people who still <laughs> yeah. do that. Like, hello, this is Mary. I'm like, yes, I know it's Mary. <laughs> yeah. I called you. All right, I'll, I'll calm down on that one, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess for work. But for I mean, work, it it's sense. offices, yeah. you know. Yeah. They, yeah. I want to make sure they know it's the right it's the right person. Hello, it's RJ. It's, uh, and got, Amy's like, I you know. You got RJ. <laughs> go for RJ. On <laughs> that Kramer. That's the other one. Yeah. Yeah. You got RJ, go. go. You got RJ, go. RJ, 
what do you hope the world looks like in 10 years? Oh, man. Lot, lots of different ways. Um, I, I would say I would really hope that um, there's less animosity towards each other. We, we have a, a kinder world somehow. You know, I think, um, man, technology, as I said earlier, I'm a, a tech guy. I love it. But how it's I think it's also done some things um, that just aren't great. Right? right. So the the social media aspect of everything um, and I think has really torn people apart um, to where anybody can just go spout their opinion about anything um, and stay hidden and, and stay hidden and just just put things out there that whether it's true or untrue or whatever. But it's really, I think, um, put a hit on just general kindness. And, and so I would I would hope in 10 years, I don't know, and I don't know how other by God's grace that we are a, um, a kinder society, a more tolerable society. And I don't think social media is going away, but, um, but, but I don't know. That would be my hope that in 10 years we, we just tolerate each other more and we're not so quick to judge. We're not so quick to, you know, uh, retaliate against others yeah. that, that maybe don't feel our same way or have our same ideals. Um, you know, that's tough. I think it's a lot of times like Pastor Jason, you don't want talk, talks, you don't want that attitude of I'm okay, you're okay, and just yeah. everybody's on, oh, you do whatever you want. But but I think that goes back to that gentleness, right, of there's a way to yeah. disagree or there's a way to say your opinion that might differ from someone else's, and it feels like we've lost that way a little bit. So, Yeah, I think the, the ugliness and the division and animosity is – you know, it's, it's that byproduct of social media. And the one that gets me, you know, because I, I was in education for a long time too, and, and having kids is, and it's not just kids, let's be honest, it's adults too, but it's it's the comparison game. You know, oh, I, yeah. I wish that, you know, the world could just choose to be okay with who they are a little bit more yeah. and not do the comparison of, you know, thinking that what people put on their socials is actually their life and then compare your life to that, right? Yeah, and it's, no, it's those, absolutely those moments, right? It's like the beautiful family picture around the Christmas tree. And you're like, I wish our tree was that pretty. And their outfits match better than ours do. And it's just that whole comparison game. And it's, it's crippling us, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, it, it, so that, that would be my hope, you know, on, on the flip side of that. And I, I, I've tried to, um, I listened to a gentleman talk one time. Um, he was talking about social media and how he used it um, with his family. He said, you know, I used to be one of those guys. It was like I'd see people post their all their little pictures, and, and I'd be like, oh, my, you know, kind of cynical about it, right? Yeah. And then he said, and then I had kids, and um, he truly uses it as almost like a digital photo album, right? And yeah. so I think that's kind of the – blinders or the the what I've put on as far as you know because I, I I'll raise my hand I could be that cynical guy too like oh come on <laughs> exactly. you're putting all this stuff out there but when you look at it that way like well maybe it's maybe it's about if they passed away they'd want to have this yeah. whole album of pictures to have a legacy for right and so it was just a different mindset yeah. and I, I think we're getting a little off topic but anyway it, right? it was an interesting point yeah. of oh, that's a pretty pretty cool idea it is a snapshot. Everything that right, you post. exactly. 
Yeah, exactly. I like it. Yeah. RJ, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, you can find RJ Sermon on our website, rcnb.org, or you can uh, find it here at the podcast location that you are listening to this podcast. RJ, thank you again for coming on. It's always a pleasure to hear you speak and teach. Um, I love the uh, teacher in you that comes out when you uh, teach, and we just appreciate you being on our teaching team. And with that, we will catch you on the flip side.